Hello, and welcome to the ID Talk podcast. My name is Peter Counter, and I'm the editor in chief of Fine Biometrics and Mobile ID World, where we are reporting daily on how biometrics and digital identity are facilitating new forms of work and community that are emerging from reactions to the COVID 19 pandemic. That's why on this episode of ID Talk, my co host Susan Stover interviews Shiraz Kapadia, CEO of Invixium. The conversation begins with a discussion of biometric access now, during the COVID-19 pandemic, as enterprises lean to favoring contactless authentication. Kapadia discusses how these factors have affected the fingerprint biometrics market in particular, and the new challenges presented by the new normal. The discussion shifts to how biometrics will fit into the new economy as some regions enter the early stages of recovery, and concludes with a look to the future and how identity will fit into a post-pandemic world. It's a fascinating interview about a pressing topic in identity, so without further ado, I am proud to present Fine Biometrics Vice President of Digital Content Susan Stover in conversation with Shiraz Kapadia, CEO of Invixium. The demands of the biometric security industry have shifted quite dramatically due to the COVID-19 pandemic trending towards touchless technology. What are your thoughts on this trend and what changes have you directly experienced? Oh, that's definitely a, a question on everybody's mind, actually. And yes, uh, I definitely agree with the fact that there is a lot of talk about this word touchless. It's the new new word that is being used a lot when it comes to biometrics. So as far as Invixium is concerned, we definitely saw a trend many, uh, about two, two, three years ago when we launched the Titan and, you know, one year prior to that, we were in development. It was also corroborated by uh, the fact that, you know, Apple introduced the Face ID. So what gave birth to IXM Titan was exactly what we saw as a trend towards touchless biometrics. And there are a number of reasons for that. You know, fingerprint has been around uh, for a long time and I don't think it's going anywhere. It's definitely here to stay. Although I do feel that there is maybe a decade worth or maybe two decades worth of adoption that has been triggered for touchless biometrics because of this COVID-19 situation that we are all uh, living with. So I do see that in applications like access control, in applications like workforce management, where the databases that you're matching to are relatively small, I do feel that it will all get switched. If not all, most of it will get switched to touchless biometrics, whether it be facial recognition uh, for the most part, but you know, Iris is a good touchless technology as well. So for high security applications, that is not going to be very frequently used. I think I see Iris being used in those applications as well. But where the databases are, you know, large, where, you know, if it's, it's immigration or the, you know, other programming in India, where, you know, uh, Saudi Arabia, for example, That is central databases, like tens of millions of fingerprints have been captured. And whenever you are at an immigration station um, going into the country, you're asked to put your uh, fingerprint on a live scan device and it's being matched to this big database. I think it's going to take a long time before uh, applications like that get switched to touchless because it's not, you know, even fingerprint. It took uh, more than a decade before um, that level of automation happened on the national ID side. So yes, I do see the the fingerprint demand receding to a a certain degree for certain applications where touchless is going to be the new norm, as we all uh, are liking to call it these days. But I feel that fingerprint as a technology is going to continue to be prevalent in some of the applications. And 
How has the role of fingerprint biometrics been affected by the new and intense focus on low contact security solutions? Uh, as I, you know, I think I've answered some of this in the first part of our discussion where, mm. you know, wherever large databases exist and fingerprint readers are deployed at the immigrations, at law enforcement um, arenas, etc. I think their fingerprint will continue. And even if it's not going to continue to replace that with something new is going to take quite some time because uh, standards haven't been developed and fingerprint, as we know, has been uh, quite mature. So um, I think those applications like national ID, law enforcement, criminal ID, I think fingerprint will continue as a prevalent uh, technology and an application. But yeah, when it comes to access control, whether it comes to payments, whether it comes to you know workforce management, I do see, and we, we experience that ourselves because, you know, we have seen a dramatic increase in the adoption of Titan. We have everything, right? We have five different product types. We have touch uh, biometric products. We also have touchless biometric products. And Titan was given birth to address that market. And uh, in, in two years time, I would say 2018 is when we started selling it. And 18 and 19, our biggest seller has been IXM Titan. Yes, it's a beautiful device. It's a rugged device. It's going to work in places where other biometrics haven't worked. But primarily, the pull towards Titan was because of uh, its capabilities to do touchless biometrics, which is facial recognition. So I think the fingerprint market is here to stay, but not in all the applications. Applications where it's day-to-day use in office environments and enterprises, industries where they all have to convince workforces to come back to work. I do feel that for the foreseeable future, touchless biometrics is going to be the way to go. And what new barriers to the adoption of biometrics have been introduced by the pandemic? I think, if anything, the barriers have been eliminated. So for the past eight weeks or nine weeks, I would call it the world has gone into lockdowns. You know, there is a lot of hype about this work from home concept. And I do feel that, you know, remote working will increase over the next few months, years, and it might be here to stay. But as we know, not every industry can be privileged to adopt this work from home concept. So manufacturing, construction, you know, mines, running seaports, running banks, financial institutions, all of those are, you know, you can't, you can't do work from home. You, you have to come to the work site and those work sites will have to be secured and those work sites will have to measure productivity. So now there is this whole new thing about, I also want to measure or track elevated body temperature of the workers that come to those enterprises and industries because we have to convince our employees that we have done these changes to our enterprises in order to declare them to be safe. Now, not everybody that that is going to be detecting elevated body temperature will have COVID-19, but definitely it's not just about COVID-19. It is that, well, you're unwell, you should not be um, at work and it's possible that you have a contagious disease. So detecting those people right at entry points is going to be the new norm as we see, uh, you know, businesses reopening, economies reopening, And, you know, I could be wrong, but these are my opinions. You know, I've been speaking to a lot of our existing customers, a lot of, uh, you know, new opportunities that are coming our way, uh, ingoing, uh, incoming and outgoing. And and definitely, like our system integrators, our distributors are being asked, do you have something that can detect elevated body temperature or some other health vital signs? Are you able to add 
this thermal monitoring or thermal screening as part of the products that we purchased from you last year, for example. So right. we have been busy at work trying to answer all those questions. Invixium manufactures touchless biometric security solutions utilizing face recognition for access control, workforce management, and smart building automation. Their fully integrated hardware and software solution provides meaningful analytics to enterprises and industries for increased health, safety, productivity, and security. Invixium solutions have been deployed by major enterprises and industries across a broad spectrum of verticals including government, banking, healthcare, pharmaceuticals, refineries, seaports, mining, and higher education in over 60 countries. Invixium biometric products are proudly made in Canada. For more information, visit Invixium.com or reach out via email to experience at Invixium.com. And now, back to the podcast. And as you mentioned, economies around the world are at various states of lockdown and early recovery, with many experts suggesting that social distancing measures may be in place for years. And with permanent social changes underway, in addition to this body temperature check, how has the role of physical access control changed in the enterprise? Yeah, I think you're you're absolutely right. Like, you know, this uh, social distancing, physical distancing, it's so prevalent now that uh, it is here to stay. You're, you're absolutely right. It might be months, it might be years, it might be a couple of years, who knows. When it comes to enterprises and industries, it is going to become absolutely critical for, for these enterprises to get guidance on how to do all that. So governments will have to uh, write papers or, you know, some consulting firms will have to provide consulting because enterprises, it's it's not enough to say that, oh, you can reopen from next week, but make sure you practice uh, social distancing. Enterprises are going to say, but what does that mean? So I think I think that level of education as as the weeks go by will be uh, we, we will see more and more of it. But at an absolute minimum, what we can as a, as a company as Invixium or companies like Invixium, what we can offer is that why don't we detect people with elevated body temperature uh, right at the entry point? So let's say it's a business and uh, you know employees are coming to work. How do we detect? that these employees do have elevated body temperature, let alone employees. What about visitors? So like banks, health clinics, hospitals, like access control just from a security perspective is not adequate anymore. Um, Access control will have to talk not just about security, not just talk about productivity. It'll also have to start talking about health. Mm. So how are these equipments or these devices that are deployed at entry points Uh, going to ensure that it's not just a secure enterprise or it's not just a productive enterprise, but it's also a healthier enterprise. Which industries do you expect to adapt quickest to what's being commonly called the new normal? So two answers. The industries and enterprises that are impacted the most financially and economically will be willing to adopt these new norms or new technologies at a very, very fast pace. I would even go as far as saying at an unprecedented pace because they want these businesses, you know, business owners, public markets want these industries to survive. And in governments, like, you know, they want some industries to survive, whether it be all in oil and gas, whether it be automobiles, whether it be, uh, you know, this online uh, purchasing uh, or online uh, portals like Amazon, etc., We all want these enterprises and industries to adopt and stay alive and exist in this new world that we are are entering. 
So enterprises that have been economically and financially impacted the most are going to be very, very receptive to these new technologies that we just talked about, but also essential services, industries and enterprises that are mandated to remain open, like food processing plants, you know, whether it be airports, schools, universities, they have to remain open because, you know, there are legislations, they've been categorized as essential services, you know, manufacturing sector, for example. So they will also be very receptive to deploying not just access control devices, uh, you know, biometric devices, uh, but also devices that are capable of detecting any symptoms, whatever that might be, not just about COVID-19, but uh, also, you know, any contagious disease, uh, for example, because in, in, in our own businesses, you know, we would want to screen the people that come into our enterprise, whether it be employees, let's start with employees first, that, okay, we, we, are, we are doing the access control aspect of it for the security of the enterprise. We are going to do the workforce management aspect of it so that we can do the time tracking for check-in, check-out, et cetera. But in addition that, okay, we also want to make sure that you don't have elevated body temperature. So either that technology is going to be integrated with the devices or some new appliance will have to be installed at an entry point. But, you know, there are, there are companies, there are enterprises that are even saying that, well, we will just have a pen and paper. So everybody coming into the office will have to write that, yes, I took my temperature before coming to the office and it was you know, 98.6. So it was normal. But then you have to have, you have to have a pen and you're touching the pen and multiple people would have touched it. So remote measurement of elevated body temperature or other health uh, vital signs is going to be very, very, very required, in my opinion. And as the world prepares to reopen, possibly in phases, what advice would you give to end users and decision makers who are looking to retool their existing access control and workforce management systems? That's a super question, Susan. I'll use an example. I was talking to one of our system integrators in Europe. We were just talking, how's, how's, uh, how are things um, in your country? And the system integrator was able to describe very quickly that we get calls like, do you have something that can measure body temperature? If we say yes, the next question is, uh, do you have it in stock? If we say yes, they are ready to place the order, they're ready to wire the money and say, okay, deliver it tomorrow. If the answer is no, they say, thank you very much, goodbye, we'll try somewhere else. So I strongly advise system integrators, end users to not indulge in panic buying. Because what's going to happen is you're going to end up buying something that is not accurate, it's not robust, it's not giving you, you know, consistent measurements, and you will deploy it for a purpose, and it could backfire on you a month from now or six weeks from now. So we are doing as a company whatever we can to provide the necessary education through webinars, through blogs, and obviously, Susan, you are, um, you know, you and Peter do a fantastic job as well um, in terms of education. And I encourage you as well to just utilize this term, you know, please don't indulge in panic buying. And I've described panic buying like don't, don't just because you get it today, doesn't matter what, what quality it is. I, I suggest that before buying anything, make sure you are able to talk to the manufacturer directly, make sure you're able to ask the right questions about the quality of the product, where is it manufactured, uh, when did you start manufacturing it? Because it's entirely possible that uh, you know there's a lot of opportunistic companies that are uh, that, that are opening up and that may not even be around two months from now. 
because uh, it was just about you know seizing the opportunity. So asking about the longevity of the company, yeah, just just make sure that you are. And this is when I say you, I mean you know system integrators or customers that uh, avoid panic buying. Ask the right questions. Make sure that you mandate that I want to speak with the manufacturer. I want collateral. I want to see videos. I want to see case studies. Etc. So don't hesitate to ask the right questions of the manufacturers before you buy anything, because you want to make sure that first of all you're only going to buy these things because you want to screen people, whether it be employees, whether it be visitors at entry points, so that you can declare your office, your enterprise, your industry to be safe, uh, in addition to secure and productive, and all the more reason that because you are going to be screening people for temperature for any other you know health uh, health vital sign make sure that you can ensure that it's giving the accurate reading uh, it is from a proper brand um, it is it is manufactured with the right quality standards etc that's that's the one only advice uh, i have for any of the end customer system integrators that are going to be deploying such technologies to aid this COVID-19 response or to aid a proper reopening of the economy? Well, I think uh, that's fairly sound advice here at uh, Find Biometrics Mobile ID World. We're absolutely focusing on the critical education in our industry now more than ever. The COVID-19 pandemic has impacted our way of life, affected countries, stock markets, and enterprises alike. During these unprecedented times, the security of organizations and the health of employees are ever so important. As countries ease lockdowns and plan for a return to the workplace, Invixium has been hard at work developing solutions to solve real-world problems at a rapid pace. By focusing on touchless biometric solutions that ensure the safety and security of the enterprise as well as the employee's peace of mind, and by implementing technologies like fever detection, Invixium is leading the change into the new world of access control and workforce management. For more information, visit Invixium.com or reach out via email to experience at Invixium.com. And now, back to the podcast. Invixium has always been a forward-looking company. What is your COVID-19 response for 2020? I was wishing you asked that question because I've been itching to talk about our new uh, new solutions that uh, we've been hard at work. So, you know, fortunately, we had launched the IXM Titan about two years ago. And when we launched that product, we basically, the tagline for the product was the most advanced biometric product ever engineered. And what we meant by that was we, we realized that we have over-engineered the product because we wanted the product to remain modern, to remain relevant for the next, you know, five to seven years. And uh, I'm so glad we did that. And we have been we have been hard at work since uh, I would say end of February, when the first news about lockdowns have started to come, and when uh, when WHO had uh, had declared uh, COVID-19 as a pandemic, etc. And what we thought would be very relevant in the weeks and months to come would be to uh, add what the industry is calling it, uh, you know, some are calling it fever detection, some are calling it EBT, which is elevated body temperature detection, some are just calling it, uh, you know, thermal camera. So we have, uh, we have managed to integrate thermal camera, a thermal infrared camera, I would say, with our Titan that will now do 
temperature screening or temperature detection or elevated body temperature detection along with it doing face recognition. We are not expecting the user or the employer or the visitor to stand in front of the Titan and do anything different. We had claimed that we'll be able to do a face recognition under one second. And in that same under one second, we'll now be able to uh, detect the temperature, display the temperature on the LCD if the enterprises so chooses to allow the enterprises to do various workflows, meaning person A can come in, normal body temperature, everything is fine. Person B has elevated body temperature, so you know you can have alarms going, you can have a different weekend string going to the access panel, you can have a pop-up going to a health and safety department or the HR department or the admin department, depending on the size of your organization. We, uh, we are going to allow administrators or enterprises to design their own custom workflow, whatever they want, with the detection of elevated body temperature. So that's one uh, that's available with the Titan that's available now. And we will be doing a public announcement uh, this week for that. Second, we have through market demands, what, uh, what we are also coming out with a derivative of that is because we get requests where we don't want uh, our employees uh, to be temperature checked. We just want it for visitors. So you asked me a question about which industries will adopt new technologies for COVID-19 faster than others. So, you know, healthcare, whether it be health clinics, diagnostic labs, uh, food processing plants, uh, wherever any, any industry that is accepting more visitors like banks and, you know, clinics that I just spoke about, they said, we just want to give the visitors the opportunity to measure the temperature themselves at the entry point before they even go to the reception desk to check in for their meeting, et cetera. So a derivative of our product, we will just have it as a visitor fever detection kiosk. See, that's got nothing to do with biometrics. It's got nothing to do with access control or workforce management. It's just a visitor. They'll see a label, the fever detection kiosk. They'll stand in front. We'll do a face detection. We will uh, take the temperature of the person, display it on the screen, and through uh, the HDMI port that we have behind the Titan, we'll be able to uh, show a live feed on a monitor so that whoever is monitoring it can see what the visitors are being screened at from a temperature perspective. Now, that's, that's a derivative of, uh, of, of the Titan uh, that we will also be coming out with. The third, recognizing and realizing that not everybody is going to be able to afford the Titan because it's a pretty comprehensive device. It does a lot of things. It's powerful. It's IP67. It's IK10. It does uh, four-factor authentication, etc. We We have also been able to tailor the state of the art, the iconic uh, face recognition algorithm um, that we have, we have been able to tailor it and put it or integrate it with our IXM Touch 2 device. Don't panic. I know I said the word touch, which I'm not, which I'm not supposed to, but IXM Touch 2 is now going to be touchless because um, we have been able to integrate our state of the art face recognition algorithm into a more affordable product, a more affordable form factor, which will be the IXM Touch 2, which we now call is, uh, is touchless. And it's going to be much more affordable compared to the Titan, but uh, you know, don't compare it to the Titan. Titan is gonna, a product that's gonna work anywhere, everywhere, rugged environments, outside, inside, harsh environments. When it comes to Touch 2, which is now touchless, the face recognition over there is going to have the same performance but, uh, and same accuracy, but it might be a bit slow. It might be uh, more suitable for indoor applications, uh, et cetera, but uh, very much will compete with the solutions that exist in the market today. 
So these three solutions, we are announcing it and we should be, um, uh, we, are, we, are, we have started to take orders and uh, we will be ready to deploy. And that's pretty, pretty fast paced development that uh, our claim to fame is uh, because Invixium is known for fast time to market, for quality, for accuracy, for you know, do, giving out uh, tailored solutions, customized solutions. And we believe it was prudent for us to come out with a solution that can be pretty much declared our response to COVID-19. You know, in addition to uh, the IXM Web software, where we, we are advancing the workforce management solution that we have to do, uh, you know, advanced shift management because enterprises will be allowed to reopen, but they may have to introduce more shifts because of social distancing, etc. So we will advance our shift management feature drastically. And, uh, you know, down the road, we intend to continue to enhance our software to maybe figure out a way to do some, you know, contact tracing along with our uh, products that are installed at uh, entry points and exit, exit points. So our first phase of, uh, of COVID-19 response, uh, you will see announcement um, um, all over the world this week. And um, as and when uh, we continue to enhance it, I'm sure that you will be one of the first ones to know. Excellent. Looking forward to it. And uh, speaking of looking ahead, how do you expect your company to adapt to this large-scale change in the long term? I think we are, we are on a good path to adapt. Uh, we have always believed that you know, it is important to tailor the solutions to the needs of the market. We don't compete on features. We have always believed that we want, as a company, to solve real-life problems and COVID-19 is a real-life problem, and we are fully ready, our technologies are ready, capable, extensible, flexible to, to attend to um, and doing our part to, with our technologies to do whatever we can to make enterprises and industries not just more secure, not just more productive, but now also safer and healthier so that we all can feel comfortable as governments are uh, loosening the legislations and they're allowing economies to open, we cannot let our guard down. We will need to utilize uh, products and software and technologies that are associated with machine learning, with AI, to figure out a way. How do we, how do, we do our part in making sure that we prevent a second wave or a third wave? I'm not saying that it's easily preventable, but if everybody does their part, you know, social distancing, governments have done their part in spite of, um, you know, terrific and unprecedented economic impact. Uh, they have taken bold steps to lock down cities and full countries. Now they're losing things. If enterprises and industries want to wanna take advantage of being alive or being in existence in this new world, new norm, I do think that we will all have to deploy new technologies that we never thought about. I, I never in my life thought of associating the word thermal with biometrics or the word mm. health with biometrics. It, it, it was irrelevant, but now it is mandatory. I think it is mandatory. Mm -hmm. It's incredible to see the rapid shift in our industry as the world uh, you know, has new solutions that it's looking for. Um, thank you so much for joining me today. How can listeners get in touch to learn more about what we discussed today? 
so the best way is invixcm.com, our website, a wealth of information, uh, contact information, product information, blogs, press releases, case studies are on there. If you want to get in touch with me directly, it's scapadia at invixium.com. And my cell phone number is plus one six four seven two eight two one seven four five. And whether you decide to do any business with Invixium or not, if you just want to brainstorm, this is the problem I have, this is what I'm thinking of, feel free because yes, I'm the CEO of Invixium and I have uh, strategic and financial responsibility to grow the company. But um, I also am who I am because of, uh, of the biometric industry. And I feel I have an obligation to be a consultant in the biometric industry. So if you just want to call for giving education or brainstorm something or, or, or get any consulting, feel free to reach out to me by email or by phone. I'll be happy to talk to you. Thank you, Susan. Thank you, Shiraz. And so concludes Susan Stover's interview with Invixium CEO Shiraz Kapadia. To learn more about the topics discussed in this episode, visit Invixium.com or reach out via email to experience at Invixium.com. Thank you to Shiraz for joining us on this episode, and thank you once again to Susan Stover for conducting the interview. Our podcast theme music is by Logamrad. I have been your host, Peter Counter. Thank you for listening to the ID Talk podcast. Mm-hmm.